And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Wednesday, February 16th. And uh, I don't know about you, Mark, but the middle of February in New York is just about the time when I start to book a lot of vacation. I had this moment where I just like blasted it out and I sent Mark all these dates and he's like, oh, thanks a lot. Now we have to, are you going to take those time, that time off with me or not? I added a week in August. Did you notice? Yeah, we're going full on four weeks of August off. We're going to try it. I mean, I'm not going to really get away with it. I know that, but um, let's hope. Hope, man. That's what we can try to do. I am making my plans. I am getting out of the cold just a few days at a time, just doing what I need to do to take care of myself. And if you need to take care of yourself, do it. And if you need to take care of yourself financially, also do that. And the easiest way to do so is go to jillonmoney.com click the contact us button and we'll get your note. Now, while you're on the website, there's a lot of stuff there. There's other podcasts, there's the blog, there's the radio show, there's videos, all that stuff. Everything is there. Most importantly, you must sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Mark, how are we doing on the newsletter signups? See, you said that. Mark said, if you want them to do it, then ask them. And so I'm asking. If you don't ask, you don't get, as Mrs. Schlesinger always liked to tell me. So we are asking you to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And we're asking you to just bookmark the website. That way, whenever you have a financial question, you can just give us a holler. You can pull that bookmark up and uh, just hit the contact button. That is what Kay did. Kay is on the line from Georgia. Hi, Kay. How are you? And how can we help you out today? Hi, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate you taking my call. I wanted to talk to you about my current financial situation, which is a little different than my previous one. I'm making a lot more money now than I have previously. I'm an mm -hmm. attorney. And previously, I chose my jobs based on what I would find to be most interesting. And recently, in the past couple of years, I actually found a job that's interesting and pays well. So no, I love that combination. How much are you earning? Right now, I make um, around $203,000. And I get a um, yearly bonus, which is around 
Wow. So you're making 200 grand plus 30%? Yeah. Holy smokes. That's great. I know. I'm so excited. Thank you. And that is a lot more than I've ever made previously. So um, I'm in celebration mode. (laughs) That's great. Do you have a retirement plan through work that you're using? Yes. So I have a 401k. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's not a whole lot in it right now because I just started with this um, current employer. But I'm putting it all, I'm using a raw 401k mm-hmm. at my employer, and it's a, an aggressive mix. It's about 60% in the S&P 500, and then um, 20% with my employer's stock fund, and then 10% mid cap, and 10% small cap. Uh, Mark just did Uh-oh. the um, one of my favorite sounders that we yeah. uh, like to use, which is the eh. uh, 20% in the stock fund. That seems like a, a, a lot. It's funny you say that because... Um, my thinking was that I should have some buy-in with my employer and I should have some faith in their success in life. So get over that. That's (laughs) get over that. That's, that is, uh, how can I say that? That's baloney, which is one of the, one of those terms that I like to use every so often, pull it out of my little hat of tricks. First of all, no one, and no one in your organization is looking at your 401k allocation. I'll tell you that right now. Number two, uh, you are already fully invested by doing a great job. And really, just keep the stock fund to like 5%, maybe 10% at max. That's it. I mean, because there's no there's no reason to do that. I mean, even if you are at the best company in the world, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. So w- if the company is killing it and making a lot of money and all of a sudden your 5% position swells up to 12%, then when you reallocate on your annual basis and you rebalance, you make sure you take the money out of the stock fund. But no, 20% is far too much in a single stock fund, even if it's the company you work for and you love them. Okay. Got it. All right. I even now. wrote down the word baloney. So I got baloney. it. Baloney. <laughs> baloney. Okay. And this um, is the first time, by the way, I've been able to max out my 401k. So I'm really oh, good. excited. I'm doing that. How old are you? I'm 45. Uh, um, of course, no kids except for the four-legged type. Oh, what kind of dog? Well, actually, I have a cat and a rabbit. A rabbit? Yes. Oh my god. Okay. She's adorable. All right. Well, send us pictures. We'll put it on the web. Do we have a I was rabbit? Gonna say, you definitely need a rabbit on the website. So Mark, do we that. have a rabbit on the website or not? I don't think we do. I'm gonna make that happen. All right, good. All right. What else? What do you do? Right, so, so let's just talk a little bit. So you've got you're just maxing out. How much so when did you start this new job? Um, almost two years ago. So how much money's in the four oh one K right now? Right now it's about twenty seven thousand. Okay, great. And what about other money that you have saved? Yeah. So previously I had um, a 401k from another employer plus a SEP plus a couple of pension buy-ins mm-hmm. that were never going to come to fruition. You know, initially I had written in saying that I was contemplating engaging a wealth manager uh, because I did have a wealth manager reach out to me who's sort of related to my employer. And I was wondering if that made sense to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the charge for the wealth manager is 1.2%. In the end, I did decide to engage the wealth manager for a couple reasons. Um, one was because I really didn't want to have to do all those rollovers by myself. It seemed like a ton of work. Um, so laziness was one factor. Um, okay. Another factor was I just needed a friend to talk to. So, you know, my family, we don't have a ton of money. You know, there's no, I don't have any resources to talk to about investing And even when it came to allocating my 401k, you know, I thought I knew it was best. But as you can see, you know, I don't necessarily know a lot about it. So um, I really just wanted to have someone to be able to talk to. 
Okay. That might sound sad, but no, no, no. I, I get you. I it's like a, it's a lot to take on. How much is in that rollover account now? Um, the total is two hundred eighty thousand. Okay. And the allocation that so she basically um, created like four different brokerage accounts, and the two eighty split half in stocks. I mean, a little over half in stocks, and then twenty five percent in ETFs and twenty five percent in mutual funds. Um, Mark, what am I going to do to make sure that? that I don't jump out of my skin right now. So wait a second. <laughs> 280,000. I just want to make sure I understand this. It's mm-hmm. all rollover. It's one rollover account. Is there only one? You said four accounts. Yeah. They split it into four accounts. Why? Um, I don't know why. I know I why. Know. So here's what I think has happened, that you are now in a large institution with someone who is not a financial planner, but is you know a pretty classic broker type. Okay. And the reason why they split into four accounts is that each of those accounts is sort of labeled internally. Like here's the stock allocation. Like, it's not like this person's picking these for you. It's just like they slot you into a different allocation for each of them. It's almost like markets. It's almost like a sub account in an insurance policy. That's kind of how they run it internally. I mean, look, 1.2% is not that much money when you consider that it is $280,000. I mean, there's plenty of times I've looked at these kinds of accounts and they're like two and a half percent. So it's, you know, not horrible, but it's a little bit more than what you need. Now that all the rollover is done, I don't know how much you really want to talk to this person, but I'm going to suggest (laughs) that you may consider something else. So in the rollover for accounts, let's just do this again. There's one that's ETFs, right? There's one that's stocks. Is one mutual funds? Yes. Okay. And are those mutual funds proprietary to the institution? In other words, does it say the name of the company and their their funds or they fund families that you recognize? Some I recognize and some are proprietary, I believe. Okay. Because the proprietary funds, we can't do anything. And what's the fourth account again? I know. Good question. I didn't write it down. I'm not sure. Do you want to stay with this person or not? You got to tell me because I'm about to tell you what to do. But if you really want to stay with this person, then we're going to have to, I'm going to give you a different piece of advice. No, I already thought about breaking up with her after she did all my rollovers. Nice. (laughs) By the way, Kay is just awesome. Okay. So if you're going to break up with her, here's, here, here's some choices for you. You're going to have one rollover account. Thank God. I am going to suggest to you that, um, that you seek advice, not so much with this human being, because now like you're divorced, everything's good. You can talk to someone else, but there are many places you can go. For example, you've heard of a company called Vanguard or Charles Schwab, and they have portfolio management systems that are also aligned with a financial advisor. They have like minimums of like 50 grand or 25 grand. It's not that much or betterment, which is I think a minimum of a hundred grand. But anyway, if you go to Vanguard or Schwab, you should check it out. You can move all the account into one rollover account. That's all you need. One account with a $280,000. And you don't really, I mean, do you own a home? Like what, what else is going on that you need actual financial planning? It seems to me like you're divorced. You got your cat, you got your rabbit. You're finally making a bunch of money. You're putting a a lot of money away. And now you're going to like, you're restarting basically at age 45. And so if you like what you're doing and you're making a lot of money, you should be fine. Do you own a home? Uh, I own two homes. Oh, not one, but two. Yeah. Let's talk about the primary first. Okay. So the primary, I just purchased it maybe about a year ago. 
at the time it was 408 and now the value in this area is really growing. So it's valued at 460 right now. Okay. But, you know, basically fully mortgaged at this point. I think I owe like 380. 380. What's the rate? 2.875. Ooh, is it a uh, 30 year? Yes. Great. Fantastic. Okay. Now, second property. What is that? Second property is the one I used to live in previously that I'm sentimentally attached to. I bought it about 10 years ago for around 190, but it's valued right now at 325. And I will say, you know, my sister's in it right now. She's using it while her house gets renovated, but she'll be out probably by April or May. And then I'm going to have to decide what to do with the house. And, you know, I'm sentimentally attached to it. And rents are good in that area, but I don't know if they're good enough to justify hanging on to it. Is there a mortgage outstanding on it? Yes, there's about 122 left on it. What's the um, interest rate? 3.25. How much could you rent it for? Well, you know, the real estate agent thinks I can rent it for maybe um, close to 3000 a month. Wow. I know. Is it close by? Uh, it's about an hour and a half away. So I would have to have a property management company, I think. I'm not going to tell you to just sell it because this could be a property that provides nice income for you, right? And even yes. if it's... Uh, you know, let's just say that you don't actually clear 3000 a month. Maybe it's 2500 a month. You know, I'm kind of intrigued. You got my attention. That's a big enough number. And if it's, is it a, does it need a lot of work? You know, what do you think? Do you think that this is like, sounds like something that feels kind of like, oh, it's going to be hard. I mean, tell me a little bit more about the property itself. Yeah. So the property itself, um, the house that was built in 1920, so it's old and it's been redone, but you know, it's like got the original heart of pine floors and you know, if anyone destroys it, I'll probably cry. But I mean, the house itself is in pretty good shape, except it's gonna need a new HVAC soon. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, it's in good shape. It's just the fact that it's so old, you know, there could be things that come up that have to be done, things I can't anticipate right now. I mean, I don't know. You could try renting it for a while and see how it goes and you can always sell it if you want to, because you know, That's there's 200 grand, right? Yeah. No, I was thinking I could at least try it and see how it goes. Yeah. And then if and it doesn't work out, sell it. You can always sell it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't have a ton of money. You're going to be working in your $260,000 a year job for another 20 years or so. Um, are there any other assets? Do you have a drawer full of crypto that you're not telling me about? <laughs> no, but I have a drawer full of debt I haven't told you about. Uh-oh. Hold on. <laughs> it's just a small drawer. Don't worry. Here we go. What's, <laughs> what's going on debt wise? I already, I had the mortgages and I was all excited. What's next? Yeah, it, it's, it's okay. It's not that bad. Um, right. I have some student loan debt. You know, I am an attorney. So, you know, when I was picking all my jobs for interesting things instead of financial things, that meant I'm still paying off my student loan. So um, I owe 113 on the student loans, but I have the rate down to 2.796. And it will be paid off in 2029. Yeah. Every time you get a bonus, just pay, use it and paid off that student loan. Okay. I was as wondering if I should. Yeah, because obviously absolutely. I have some excess funds right now that I yep. can do something with. So I was trying to figure out, do I invest more or do I pay nah. off student loan? No, nah, let's just get rid of this. You'll be okay. done with this in a few years. You're not going to yeah. pay this. We're not going to wait around for this. Okay. I mean, obviously, you could, if you've, you sold the house, I would have you pay it off, right? Okay. But, yeah. but no, no, let's just, let's whittle this down. That's fine. Okay. That's totally fine. All right, Kay, what else is going on? Now that you're divorced, do you have like your new estate documents? Do you, you know, your sister going to get everything? Like, what are you doing? 
Yes, yes. My mom and my sister are going to be rich if I kick the bucket. So my and only other question is really, you know, I think I can do an extra 6000 in an IRA, but um, should I do that with, you know, the bonus money or? No, let's just pay off the student loans right now and then we'll figure right. it out. So if I do get to the point where I'm doing the extra retirement investment, it would be like the 6000 in an IRA. And then is there anything else that I should just be thinking about? You have a brokerage account. It wouldn't be, it would be just not a big deal to have a brokerage account for someone like you. It's okay. fine. In fact, because you're not going to be able to do a Roth IRA, right? You make too much money. I would just do a brokerage. I would just forget. I wouldn't even use a traditional IRA. I would just do a brokerage. Just do a oh, brokerage account. Okay. You're right. You're right, Mark. You are right. Just a plain old brokerage. It's perfect. That would be fine. I think that you're in good shape. And I think that um, obviously you had to do a little restart after the uh, the divorce. And um, you got the the job. You now, uh, you know, basically traded your values for money, which I've done many times. <laughs> I'm, and, and I encourage that, by the way. Selling, I know you out, do, <laughs> selling out is not as bad. Let's not have a judgment on that. We have student loans to retire. You can That's right. be charitable later. Um, I That's think right. you're in good shape. So so let's keep this going. Keep Let us know how it goes with the rental, right? I mean, if that becomes a pain in the butt and you end up selling it, then do pay down the debt with the proceeds. Absolutely. Okay. okay? okay and then you've got, and whatever's left over you have in a brokerage account and that's where you go from there. Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. All right. Deep breath. We're on board with you, Kay. So thank you so much for getting in touch with us. If you like Kay have uh, you're in a transition maybe, and maybe you'd like a little bit of advice. We'd love to hear from you. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and we'd be happy to bring you on the air. All right. Very good. It's a very, I like this show. It's good energy this week, really good energy. So we really appreciate that want to remind you to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. And even if your mask mandate has been lifted, I don't know, I'm going to probably still wear a mask. I might wear a mask for a long time, Mark. What do you think? Uh, This time of year, I don't mind wearing a mask. In the summertime, not so much. Yeah, I know. Well, when it comes to summer, hopefully we get to the other side of this. Uh, Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 